Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. One of the narratives that we hear constantly when it comes to the diversity part of DEI is that through our acceptance of the LGBTQIA2S plus community and us being an ally, that they feel like they are seen and heard. Now, calling these kinds of lifestyles sin or a mental illness makes them not feel seen and heard. And it is true that most people have been wired to want to have their opinions and and decisions at least considered and thus play a part in what is happening around them. I, I once was talking to an acquaintance that had a job locating electrical wiring under the ground. Uh, they were given a, a company car and plenty of, of good salary and and, and all they had to do was walk around with a device that kind of looked like a, a medical uh, or a metal, metal detector locating the buried wires and spray spray paint on the ground to show where they were located. Well, one day I was, I was a little surprised to find out that while talking with him that he had quit his job and he went into describe how ultimately useless he felt in that position. And when I asked why, he said that it didn't matter what he did. The construction companies would dig the wires up anyway because it was cheaper and easier to to cut and replace them than to work around them. Well, this drove him to quit because he felt like he had no say or purpose in doing the job. A key cornerstone to any kind of democracy is that ability to vote so that all have a say in in the government. But what if our elections system are not fair? Here in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon and Washington, where this podcast originates, uh, we've had mail-in balloting for many years now. And it's very hard to keep track of whether or not elections are being run fairly. In an article from Stephen Kovac of the Epoch Times uh, from January 13th, he says, Connecticut Superior Court Judge William Clark nullified the results of a Democratic mayoral uh, primary in November of last year, so just a couple, couple months ago, and ordered a new election. The ruling was based on hours of video evidence showing hundreds of illegally harvested absentee ballots being shuffled into drop boxes in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Quote, the videos are shocking to the court and should be shocking to all parties. This is what Judge Clark wrote in his ruling. A California judge overturned the result in a 2021 Compton City Council runoff race that was initially decided by one vote. The judge tossed four fraudulent ballots cast by people not legally registered in the jurisdiction. Five people pleaded pleaded either guilty or no contest to uh, conspiring to commit election fraud. And after discovering that 66 of 84 
absentee ballots cast in 2021 Democratic primary for aldermen in Aberdeen, Mississippi, were invalid and shouldn't have been counted, a judge ordered a new runoff election. Police arrested a notary for notarizing ballots without watching voters sign them or checking their identification. The court also found evidence of intimidation at the polls involving candidate Nicholas Holliday, um, Mayor Maurice Howard, and Henry Randall, the town's police chief. These examples of election fraud have occurred since the contentious 2020 presidential election that President Donald Trump alleged was marred with fraud. Now, Democrats have cast the, the former president assertions about the 2020 election as the big lie, you've probably heard that, and generally contend that election fraud is extremely rare and inconsequential. In a June 2023 congressional hearing, Representative Joe Morrell, the Democrat from New York, called Republican members' attitudes about widespread voter fraud cynical, and the series of election integrity hearings they were conducting in the House tedious and redundant. Well, Mr. Morrell said Republicans are fixated on an unproven lack of integrity that they claim exists. However, an ongoing study by the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative think tank, details widespread instances of election fraud across the United States and shows that the illicit activity has resulted in election results being overturned in at least a dozen races. In, in a number of cases, the abuse of the system is well calculated and organized. But in most instances, violations appear to have been committed by individuals just acting independently. Case studies show that some perpetrators exploit the aged and the mentally infirmed and homeless in order to garner a few more votes for their particular candidate. Heritage's findings were bolstered by Rasmussen reports and Heartland Institute poll of 1,085 likely voters published just last month. The poll found that 21% of those who voted by absentee or mail-in ballot in 2020 admitted to filing um, a, 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 out a ballot, quote, in part or in full, unquote, for someone else, which, of course, is illegal. <laughs> of the 30% who said they voted by mail or absentee ballot in 2020, 19%, almost one in five, said a friend or family member filed, uh, um, filled out their ballot in part or in full on their behalf. One-fifth said they signed a ballot or ballot envelope on behalf of a friend or family member with or without their permission. That, that's directly from the poll results. Of, of those who voted by, by mail in 2020, 17% said they cast a ballot in a state where they're no longer a permanent resident, which, of course, is, yes, you got it, illegal. Among the 1,085 voters questioned, 8% said a friend, family member, political party, or organization offered to pay or reward them for voting in the 2020 election. This according to the poll. Respondents were surveyed by telephone and online from November 30th of last year to December 6th. And the poll's margin of error is a plus or minus 3% with 95% level of confidence. 
Quote, the results of this survey are nothing short of stunning. This is from Justin Haskins of the Heartland Institute and, and what he said in a statement. He said, for the past three years, Americans have repeatedly been told that the 2020 election was the most secure in history. But if this poll's findings are reflective of reality, the exact opposite is true. Mr. Haskins blames election laws uh, when he says that a democratic republic cannot survive if election laws allow voters to commit fraud easily. And Mr. Haskins said that despite some progress being made to eliminate election fraud in a number of states since 2020, much more work is needed in most regions of the United States. In, in two separate polls, one conducted by uh, the Washington Post, uh, University of Maryland, uh, in in, uh, in late uh, 2023, and another conducted by CNN earlier in the year, um, have between 36% and 38% of Americans surveyed believe that the election of Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, was illegitimate. Now, the Heritage Foundation says its election project uh, consists of a sampling of election integrity uh, issues, and this is by no means a comprehensive or exhaustive type of thing. But the instances of election fraud categorized, uh, categorized by uh, Heritage are confirmed cases that were, you know, in, in investigated by law and and, and enforcement and 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 referred to, um, you know, prosecutors. The subjects were indicted and either confessed in a plea deal or were convicted in courts. At least a half dozen of the cases documented by Heritage are still pending, and the sentences have varied from small fines to community services to hefty fines and years of incarceration, actually. Despite uh, an, uh, assurances that the U.S. elections are safe and secure, the Heritage study chronicles nearly 1,500, yes, that's a huge number. It chronicles nearly 1,500 proven instances of election fraud, resulting in almost 1,300 criminal convictions going back two decades. Let, now, let us highlight just several cases that occurred in local, state, and federal primaries and general elections uh, by Democrats and Republicans. The perpetrators... Uh, they included ordinary citizens, uh, campaign workers, uh, consultants, uh, can candidates even, incumbent politicians, and, and active and former election officials. One well-known case involved Dominic uh, DeMuro. He, he's a judge of, of elections for uh, South Pennsylvania. Um, and he's also known as a, as a very big Democratic activist. Well, Mr. DeMuro was uh, uh, prosecuted for accepting bribes ranging from $300 to $5,000 per election to add votes to voting machines for certain Democratic candidates and then certifying the results during the primary election cycles of 2014, 2015, and 2016. He pleaded guilty to depriving Philadelphia voters of their rights and violating the Federal Hatch Act. A 2022 case involved former Democratic U.S. Representative Michael Myers, who's a longtime well-connected uh, political operative from Philadelphia again, and he was charged with conspiring uh, with election uh, judges, including 
the, the above mentioned Mr. Demuro, and bribing them to add votes uh, to voting machines and stuff ballot boxes on behalf of Democratic candidates whom he preferred or had represented as political consultants in the 2014, 2016, uh, 2015, and 2017, even 2018 Pennsylvania elections. Mr. Myers pleaded guilty to depriving persons of, of their civil rights, bribery, falsification of voting records, and conspiring to illegally vote in a federal election. Chris Jersky uh, is a cyber security expert and founder of the Florida-based The People's Audit, said he isn't confident with the administration uh, of the elections going into 2024. Uh, quote, there have only been a few surface-level attempts to make the appearance of, of reforms, but the major problems that appeared in 2020 election, well, they still exist, he said. In 2020, we were pushed without consent, and in some cases without legislation, into universal mail-in ballots. Mr. Jersky was appointed to the state's Committee for Voter Integrity at the Florida Republican Assembly in 2022, and quote, mail-in ballots are where we see a majority of the abuse in our elections. For example, you can still request and submit a mail-in ballot without any proof of your identity or eligibility, he said. Mr. Jerski advocates for voting methods of the past. Like, uh, well, this is how he put it. He said, we, we have to go back to a single day elections with paper ballots and citizens hand counting lo locally in their precincts. All we hear is, trust us, <laughs> right? He's right. I mean, he's, he's right about that. Um, there, there's examples of, of uh, officials cheating. Uh, the results of a a Patterson, New Jersey City uh, Council election of uh, May of 2020 was overturned by a superior court judge because hundreds of absentee ballots, 24% of them, so a quarter of all the absentee ballots were found to have signatures that didn't match those on record. The judge ordered a new special election, which was held in November of 2020. Four individuals, including two running for city council, were charged with felonies. And the charges against Salim uh, Kalik, the brother of a city councilman, uh, have been dropped and expunged, while the charges against two Patterson City Council members, Michael Jackson, yes, really that's his name, and Alex Mendez, uh, are moving toward um, possible trials, according to the uh, local New Jersey media outlet. Uh, Jason Schofield, uh, a, a Republican elections commissioner for the uh, Resenlier uh, County Board of Elections in Troy, New York, uh, used the State Board of Elections website to illegally obtain absentee ballots on behalf of other people without their knowledge during the 2021 primary and general elections. He actually pleaded guilty to 12 felony counts, resigned from his position, and is awaiting his sentencing set for May. In Texas, Gregg County Commissioner Sharon Brown, a Democrat, pleaded guilty to in, in 2021 to misdemeanor election fraud and recording recorded uh, record tampering in uh, connection with the 2018 Gregg County Democratic primary. Mr. Brown and his wife, Marlena Jackson, 
were each sentenced to one year of probation and a fine of $2,000. Mr. Brown continued to represent his district, believe it or not. He and his wife had initially been charged with dozens of felonies related to ballot harvesting. And in Michigan, former Flint Township clerk Kathy Funk, who later served as Genesee County Elections Supervisor, was charged with ballot tampering and misconduct of office during a local 2020 primary election in which she was a candidate. Now, she had won by 79 votes in her re-election bid for the township clerk and supposedly broke a seal on a ballot container so that the votes inside under Michigan election law couldn't be counted in an, um, in an anticipated recount. Uh, so according to Michigan uh, Attorney General's office, that's exactly what happened. Now, to avoid a possible prison sentence, Ms. Funk pleaded no contest to one count of misconduct in office, and she was fired from her county position in 2022. In April of 2023, Ms. Funk was sentenced to two years of probation, six months of house arrest, and $2,000 fine. Er, uh, Jerry Trabona, uh, a former police chief of Amite City, Louisiana, and Christina Hart, a city council member, worked together in a um, com complicated voter buying scheme in which individuals were paid various amounts, uh, even some small sums for their votes. And, and voter buying agents were paid $20 for each vote that they purchased in the 2016 elections. Mr. Tremona uh, pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit uh, voter buying. Mr. Hart pleaded uh, guilty uh, to uh, one count of conspiracy to commit voter uh, buying um, and three counts of voter buying and aiding and embedding. The crimes took place in, uh, in 2016 and 2020, uh, both. Uh, both were sentenced to, um, uh, well, they were sentenced in November of 2022, uh, with each receiving one year in prison, according to the Department of Justice. Mr. Trabona was also ordered to pay a $10,000 fine. In Hoboken, New Jersey, a man pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to use the mail to promote a voter bribery scheme during a 2015 municipal election. Uh, William Rojas uh, uh, he attempted to bribe voters with $50 to send in mail-in ballots to support the Hoboken City Council candidate. And in 2020, four Californians pleaded no contest to a scheme in which they offered cigarettes and money to homeless people on Skid Row for fake signatures on voter registration forms and ballot initiative petitions. The ballot uh, or the plot netted hundreds of of bogus ballots. The uh, the four were given penalties ranging from suspended sentences to probation. So nobody served any time. Nancy Williams registered to vote 26 illegally incapacitated residents uh, under her uh, care at a nursing care facility, um, then requested absentee ballots in their names without their consent and had them sent to her. <laughs> in 2023, the Wayne County, Michigan, a woman accepted a plea bargain and pleaded guilty uh, to seven counts of receiving a payment to influence a vote. And she was sentenced to one year of probation and fined $3,500. Um, she faces similar charges in Oakland County, believe it or not. 
another employee at the assisted living facility in Michigan filled out 24 absentee ballot applications and forged resident signatures during a 2020 general election. Um, Trini Misha Rainey pleaded guilty to three misdemeanor counts of making a false statement on the absentee ballot application, and she was sentenced to two years of probation, uh, the first 45 days of which were to be spent in the county jail. Well, a Pennsylvania man, and and before I go further, I wanted to get into a few unusual kind of election fraud capers. And we, I'm bringing you a number of different ones to show you exactly what is happening. These are, these are true stories. These are these are real things. Okay, but there's even some some kind of unusual ones. A Pennsylvania man, a, a registered Republican, cast his ballot in in person in the 2020 election. Well, the man, Ralph. Uh, Holloway Thurman uh, later returned to the polling place wearing a hat and sunglasses <laughs> yeah, and voted again while pretending to be his deceased son, according to uh, the registered Democrat there. Uh, well, actually, the son even was a registered Democrat before he passed away. But he was recognized by uh, election workers, but had left before they could confirm him and confront him. Uh, Mr. Thurman pleaded guilty on one felony count of repeated voting and was sentenced to three years of probation. Uh, In a scheme that prosecutors alleged was uh, funded by violent street gang MS-13, mayoral candidate Carlos Antonio de Bourbon um, Montenegro was accused of submitting more than 8,000 fraudulent voter registration applications on behalf of homeless people prior to the 2020 election, as well as falsifying names, addresses, and signatures on nomination papers for him to run for mayor in in Hawthorne, California. Mr. Montenegro pleaded no contest to charges of false registration, registering non-existing voters, and perjury. Uh, and and was sentenced to 60 days in jail, two years of probation, and 30 days of community labor. Uh, to dissuade voters from voting by by mail in 2020, two men ran a robocall scam that warned tens of thousands of voters to not do so. They they falsely said that it would lead to the government, uh, law enforcement, and debt collectors obtaining their personal information. And the bogus calls went out to people from Ohio, to Michigan, to Illinois, New York, and even Pennsylvania. Um, The men, uh, John Jack Berkman and Jacob Wall, each pleaded guilty to one count of telecommunications fraud in exchange for the dismissal of the other charges. And they were both sentenced to six months of house arrest and ordered to complete 500 hours of community service in a voter uh, registration drive aimed uh, at uh, low- and middle-income individuals in the Washington area. In uh, 2020, a Nebraska man was found guilty by a jury and fined $10,000 after he voted against members of the Richland Village Board, uh, whom he didn't like. <laughs> the, the man, uh, Larry Devis, uh, falsely claimed that he resided in the town even though he only owned property there and also was registered to vote in his home county. Um, there's, there's 
number of different uh, examples here of forgery and more even. Uh, here are some examples of election forgery, uh, illegal ballot harvesting, um, in, in the uh, ineligible, uh, even felon voting type of things, uh, dead people voting and, and people voting in more than one state. In, in Virginia, West Virginia, actually, a man pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor uh, charge for voting in two states in the 2020 election. Richard Fox voted by absentee ballot in both West Virginia and Florida, and he was sentenced to one year of probation and fined uh, $1,000. An elderly man in Wisconsin similarly voted in the New Hampshire general election in 2018 and also cast in-person vote in Massachusetts. Seven North Carolinians pleaded guilty to uh, multiple felony charges for their role in an elaborate illegal absentee ballot trafficking scheme to benefit Republican congressional candidate Mark Harris during the 2016 general and the 2018 primary elections. Uh, North Carolina's election board on February 21st of 2019 ordered a new election in the disputed race. And guess what? Mr. Harris ultimately lost. (laughs) Shocker, right? But even more shocking, Mr. Harris, who denied knowledge of the scheme, is running for North Carolina's 8th Congressional District seat in 2024. That'll be something to keep an eye on. Uh, In 2020, a Florida judge uh, overturned the result of a uh, lost, uh, or I'm sorry, of a close election for Eatonville Town Council that was ultimately decided by one vote. The uh, The court threw out one absentee ballot that was cast for the actual, uh, by the actual voter, and one vote that uh, that determined to be coerced by elected um, officials. So one that wasn't cast by the voter and one that was coerced. And ultimately, since it was a one vote deal, it flipped the outcome. On December 19th of 2023, Abdul Rahman of Queens, uh, New York, was uh, arraigned in a re- um, relation to a a, a 140 count indictment, uh, including charges of submitting fraudulent absentee ballot applications, falsifying business records, and criminal possession of forged uh, instruments in uh, connection with the August 2022 Democratic primary. Uh, His case is actually still pending at this point. Um, During an election fraud audit conducted by the Wisconsin Elections Commission, it was discovered that an Uh, ineligible voter, a woman who was on probation after a felony conviction, illegally voted in the 2020 election. Uh, An elderly uh, New Hampshire man pleaded guilty to knowingly voting twice in the 2016 general election, once under his own name and once by uh, impersonating a woman under a false name that he had registered. (laughs) Okay. Um, John uh, Malozzi, a, a former chairman of the Samford Democratic City Committee in Connecticut, was convicted of 14 counts of forgery and making false statements in connection with 26 absentee ballots and 31 fraudulent applications in local elections of 2015. Mr. Melozzi uh, was sentenced on November 14th of 2022 to two years of probation and ordered to pay $35,000 in fines. But you know, part of the problem is really voter rolls. 
Many states don't regularly clean their voter rolls to remove ineligible voters, including those who've died or moved out, uh, new to another state or were erroneously added to the, uh, you know, uh, in, in the first place, uh, a 70 year old Arizona woman pleaded guilty to submitting an absentee ballot that was sent to her deceased father in the November 2018 general election. The man died in 20, 2012, but his name was never removed from the voter rolls and she was sentenced to one year of probation and a small fine. Uh, a registered Republican in Pennsylvania was convicted of using his deceased mother's name to cast an absentee ballot in 2020 presidential election. Uh, a Lancaster County, Pennsylvania woman pleaded guilty to forging and destroying ballots in the May 2022 primary after she filled out and submitted an absentee ballot on behalf of her deceased mother. In 2020, Lauren Peabody, a Virginia woman who worked on a campaign for a Republican congressional candidate, pleaded guilty to participating in a plot in which signatures on the candidate's Nominating petitions were forged using the names of deceased people and former residents. Um, outdated voter rolls are a concern, according to Lauren Bowman Biss. A, she's a, um, a spokesperson uh, for the Public Interest Legal Foundation, which is a, a national election integrity watchdog group and organization. Um, Michigan, she says, still has more than 20,000 uh, deceased people uh, registered to vote. Um, and we, we have to ensure that voter rolls are accurate before the 2024 election. Every error on voter rolls, uh, presents an opportunity for fraud. She says, um, former Michigan, uh, state, uh, Senator Patrick Kohlberg said that he's also concerned about the 2024 election. Quote, until we address the election fraud which occurred during the 2020 election, we cannot have confidence that the 2024 election will be uh, conducted in a fair and lawful manner, he told the Epoch Times. Uh, Mr. Kohlberg, uh, low confidence uh, on this is in part because of Michigan's retention of most of the same officials who conducted the 2020 election. Over uh, an overreaching um, worry is, um, overarching worry is the, uh, the, the delegation of more and more of our election process, he says, uh, to unaccountable non-governmental entities that aren't subject to freedom of information requests. Yeah. Here's his quote. The key to fair elections is equal access. If the general public had the same level of access to sensitive election records, such as voter rolls, voter history, um, poll books, and voter tall tallies that NGOs have, it would be more difficult for anyone to subvert the integrity of our elections. I, I completely agree with that. Open and honest trans transparency is where it's at. Uh, it is imperative that we get this coming 2024 election correct and that it is a, in reality, a safe and fair election. If not, we may lose permanently voter confidence in our election system and ultimately our way of life. Uh, you may agree with that. You may disagree with that, but I would definitely love to hear from you on it. And of course, you can do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organized Communications.